Welcome to a very special episode of the Friendly Fire Show. Uh, this is Steve from Survivor, and I've got with me... John Day, producer, Disney Interactive. And the game we're talking about is, and we've we've had to talk about this, <laughs> it is Disney Infinity 2.0 Marvel Superheroes. And if we were in the US, it would be... Disney Infinity Marvel Superheroes 2.0 Edition. And if we were in New Zealand, it would be... I would be like here. So the same. Disney Infinity... 2.0 Marvel superhero. That was me. That was basically just a trick question. Okay, I was, I was right. trying to catch out in uh, in in Germany at uh, Gamescom. Actually, I, I know this now because moments ago, uh, my handler let me know it's in fact the same as the Australian title. So you can just keep rolling with that one. It's in the U.S. where we apparently had to be different. All right, well, I'll stop playing this game because it's probably not, <laughs> probably not fun anymore. Um, you're just going to take me through the game and and we'll talk about it. Right. Fantastic. Cool. option, but okay, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he always has his mask on, and um, you know, the big the big plug with characters in Infinity 2 over Infinity 1 is more depth to who they are and kind of the uniqueness to them, right? So like Rather the, the skill trees yeah. and stuff, you may have seen some of this stuff before. So Star-Lord, he's got his, he's got his jet boots, and he's got his guns, and half the stuff in the world you can break, and the other stuff that you can't, you can kind of platform on it. Um, this it's after getting through kind of a short tutorial. It's basically an open world. I can I can follow a main storyline if I wish to, or I can go off and do side quests. And uh, I've got like challenges, like combat challenges and vehicle based challenges. I can just kind of engage in. Oh, this is really dramatic music for the fact that I've already cleaned all the enemies from this area. <laughs> for shooting boxes. Also, um, unlike in Infinity One, we do have some characters that can. Exist in multiple playsets. So, okay. Uh, Iron Man, for example, he's in here somewhere. I have to collect. <laughs> I have these coins in the playsets that are called crossover coins. Okay. And if I collect all of them, then it gives me the ability to bring a different character in. It's crossover coins. I, Iron Man or Nova. Oh, nice. What if I get all those? Then Iron Man works in the playset, which is great because he can fly, and none of the Guardians characters can fly. And is that why it's not? All out for characters, like you can't be Spider-Man's probably a bad idea, like a bad choice because he's, you know what I mean. Like you yeah, can't pick a character who can't go through the world because of the way that they've been designed. So part of it is that, and then part of it is just the sacredness of certain Marvel properties. Like if, if you've read the comics at all, which I hadn't, I only did because I worked on this. Uh, Iron Man has like a prominent role in the Guardians of the Galaxy comic series, so that's why he's allowed to come in. And, okay, um, no one no, else but... too. So there, there's still, and you know, comic books cross over stuff all the time. So it seemed like it made a certain amount of sense. Like we've got um, the Incredible Hulk can go into the Spider-Man playset um, as well. So we've got a little bit, of, a little bit of crossover. Um, so big open world. You're probably going to spend about five hours in here playing through the main story and and kind of some of the more obvious side quests and stuff. But for a completionist, you probably spend considerably more time um, up here than that. Um, we've got we've got five characters we can swap out any time for Tree Dude, better known as Groot. He's kind of hilarious because um, uh, so his his big thing is he's kind of like a big slow kind of lumbering colossus dude, but he can kind of grow bits of his body and do oh, nice. fun things with them. 
take that weird critter thing. Glad you didn't say he's a big Hulk, which is no, he's not. Good, good choice of words. <laughs> Tree Hulk, I would have accepted, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then um, like uh, where's the wrestler? Here we go. Um, despite kind of his physique, he's actually incredibly fast and um, kind of a high damage, high mobility type dude. Nice. And so they all play pretty differently. They've got full voice sets. Um, I don't remember who recorded the voice for uh, Star Lord, but I don't think it was Chris Pratt. Oh. We did get Samuel Jackson to do uh, Nick Fury, though. Really? Yeah, we really did. That's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, let me pop out of here and we will go into. It is Green Hura. It is Green Hura. All of the, all playsets have stories that were supervised by Brian Michael Bendis and they're all original to the game. So we're not retelling the movie in the game. It's more of like, um, events that maybe took place but you didn't see in the movie kind of thing, right? So prequel, sequel type thing, or like more like The Incredibles, where you just were kind of in the world and that one. Okay, like, <laughs> like the the whole place that takes place in nowhere, which is one of the locations in the film, and so you, you'll see some familiar stuff, but it's just kind of an independent uh, storyline. Nice. Um, yeah, and then the the Spider Man and the Avengers ones are original as well. They're pretty cool. Um, they're all pretty fun. Spider Man's probably my favorite because web swinging through Manhattan is just kind of priceless. Um, and storyline's great, and, um, I don't know, it's my favorite. Venom. Venom's probably my favorite character in the whole game. Really? Probably. Oh. Dude, check him out. <laughs> you were just waiting for the excuse <laughs> to put him on. <laughs> I kind of was. So, Venom. <laughs> so, he's the only character besides Spider-Man that gets web-swinging. Nice. Uh, which is great. And, um, his voice sets fun. He's got the, he's got the tongue. The tongue's actually, um, fully boned and animated, so it flops around all the time. And, um, and then he's got this crazy move set where he leaves little bits of himself everywhere and heads pop off of his body. And, um, he also gets wall crawling. He can crawl up walls and stuff. A few of the characters get that too. The whole gets it and stuff. But he's, he's a, he's a lot of fun and kind of does a little bit of everything. And he's better than Spider-Man. Um, not a lot better. <laughs> the suit's always been cooler. Yeah. Maybe without the gross. T- I like the black Spider-Man suit, not the gross Venom Tom. Yeah. But I do appreciate it. Not, not a fan of the gross Venom Tom. I don't like the gross Venom Tom. Um, I've got. Where's my backpack? I got all the power discs in my backpack. So you know we've got black suits fighting the game, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Power oh, I got them all. Hang on. Still more. But kind of hope that you do. There we go. Okay. So yeah, we've got um, we've got the black suit spidey. We have um, the uh, ye World olden War. time shield. That's what I call him. The olden time <laughs> shield. Olden cap. Time. Yeah. Yeah. We have we have the olden time cap. Uh, where he's got like you know the leather gloves instead of the red ones and the beat up shield. Nice. And, oh, and like uh, the movie straps yeah, yeah, and things totally going on. The, the, the World War Two. Do you have the the uh, Winter Soldier costume? Not costume. Cool. I I do have um, I do have another paradise we call a team up, where we can actually bring in the Winter Soldier as an AI controlled character to help me beat stuff up for like a short time. But it's got this like two minute. Cool down. Okay. So it'll give us a minute before we can do that. In the toy box, though, big changes in the toy box include, but are not limited to, some tools to help you build things 
faster than before. Feedback from the community was, we love building the toy box, it's amazing, it's unprecedented levels of Disney-based creativity. However, it can be kind of time-consuming to build my own castle or my own forest or whatever. And so we invented these tools we call creators. Nice, because I'm useless at this kind of stuff. Me too. Like just absolutely useless. Perfectly frank. And so I can place down just a single piece of racetrack and go, you know what? I'm not real particular about exactly how my racetrack looks, but I know that I want one and I want it right now. And so it'll plot out. This should be relatively easy for us. There's nothing in here, but it'll, it'll calculate a route around kind of all the existing um, stuff that's in the toy box. Oh, that's and better than I could ever do. And it's there. And we can do it again and again and again, and it'll be different every time. Nice. It's all it's all totally uh, procedurally generated. And we've got these for different stuff. Here's the, the Toy Box City Creator. And I can go, okay, I want a city building. Not real particular about where or how. And off it goes and puts the little dishes on the top and everything. And all of these are still totally editable. <coughs> this is not some prefab thing. I can still go, you know what, wrong piece of track there. I'm going to swap something else in. Same with the city buildings. Um, we've also got characters. I need to build some more terrain for sure. Quickly. I'm going to use the Toy Box Terrain Create. Oh, shoot. Didn't mean to click it there. Whatever. Hang on. Um, need some more terrain. Let me bring this thing out. We'll start it right about here. Shoot. Too many buttons. Let's try this again. Um, some of the creators are kind of uh, volumetrically based. So I can go, okay, I need this piece of terrain. It needs to be about this big. We're on the PS4, so it can be really big. <laughs> and maybe about there. Uh, okay, great. So, um, <clears throat> here we go. Now I can do some more stuff. Um, we've got builders. They're kind of like the creators in that they will procedurally create content, but they do it kind of over time. Yeah. And so I, I can kind of interfere with it, and they will be working around everything else I'm already doing. So we'll plop in, like, the pirate town builder. Here's a treehouse builder. Here's the castle builder, the dude from Brave. Um, we'll bring in the rail builder and the platform gameplay builder, Tigger, and the Agrabah builder, Sultan. So we can just kind of leave those guys alone, and you'll see that pretty quickly they're going to start walking around and plonking stuff down and sort of building out this world around me. So we've made building stuff uh, a lot more painless than before. Um, and you, we still have 100% of the control and power that we used to have. If you still want to build a castle a piece at a time, we'll give you all the pieces. You can build it. I would just rather do this. But thank you for that option. That's but there are, very there, kind. There are those that are <laughs> particular enough and want it to be exacting enough and have time and vision and whatever to do it that way. And, that, and that's fine, too. Either either way works for us. I just hate those people because I can't do it. Yeah. It's, it's literally just jealousy. I'm a producer, not an artist. <laughs> so, uh, we have a couple of new toys that, that, um, bring kind of a new level of richness and polish to the games you can create in the toy box. I mean, in Infinity One, you could, you could create gameplay, but only now can you really create an entire game. And I'll show you some of the tools that kind of make this possible. Um, but we, we really kind of upped the, the publishing tools and, and kind of polished tools. I'll bring in some of the text tools. Uh, where's my uh, Toy Box Game Maker? Great. 
bring in one of the camera toys we'll talk about that the remote controller is hilarious um, and we'll bring in a button because they're useful there we go and we'll start there okay oh wait I missed one also on the challenge maker okay so in the past in infinity one I could make a game um, and an example I give is like I could build a maze and fill it with bad guys and have it be kind of this cool labyrinth style maze. And I could say, okay, cool, you're going to come play with me and I want you to go through my maze. And you'll go, great. Oh, by the way, I'm going to use my Dumbo the Elephant toy and just fly over your maze, right? Just break everything. Like all of this hard work you've gone to, I can circumvent. So we had to have these sort of gentlemen's agreements about things we were, but these house rules, right? Yep. Now, we don't have to have house rules. I've got the toy. This is the Toy Box Game Maker. And I can just say, oh, no, no, in this game, the editor's off. The magic wand is off. You cannot use the hex power discs to bring in Dumbo the Elephant. Like, the, we're, we're shutting all that on, on or off. We can actually change the UI. The challenge maker here, oops, the, the, uh, the challenge maker toy here lets me do things like um, define, is it going to automatically start when I load into the game? Or do I have to do something to start it? Like, what's my leaderboard going to look like? And just kind of these finishing touches on packaging um, a game up. The um, the remote controller, thank you, um, lets me remap the controls on the controller. So okay. So in the past, um, one of the sort of the, the inspiration for this was uh, pinball. Let me bring in pinball real quick. This is called a template, by the way. This is like a this isn't a procedural like the creators. It's all kind of pre-set pre up, yep. but, but all of the connections and logic and everything are all pre-wired. So it's a good way to sort of demonstrate functionality and to, and to tutorialize how some of these toys work. So I'm going to come over here to the pinball thing, and it should eventually load in. There we go. So we're going to start playing pinball. Um, but in the past, you, you had all the pieces to play a game of pinball. We had bumpers and, and uh, oh, hang on. Is it having a hard time because I've got too much stuff going on in my... It's freaking out. Um, so we could we could build a pinball machine, and we could put a camera over it so that it like had kind of a cool top-down view. But no matter what you did, you still had to use your avatar to like push a ball around because you never weren't controlling your avatar. And so now using the remote controller, I've just got my triggers on my controller hooked up straight to the flippers nice. on, on the pinball thing. So we've got... Um, completely different types of gameplay we can introduce now because we can actually take the, the avatar completely out of the equation if we want to. Um, most, if not all, of our uh, creative toys, where relevant, also can um, react differently to different players. I can say, okay, if it's player one, do this. If it's player three, do this other thing. Um, so you can have kind of player-specific uh, gameplay where before that was not. Typically possible. So you get people to stop the gentleman's agreement, set up player one differently from player three, win just out of clever programming. That's kind of sure. mean. Or even just situations where you want asymmetrical gameplay. I mean, one example I've been given is, uh, or been giving, is I can build this sort of elaborate maze, and and I then become sort of the dungeon master, and I hook up all my controller to like, well, here's the traps and the enemy spawners and the doors and stuff, and then you just have to go through it as a player, right? It's just a totally different experience for for both of us. Um, what else do I got here? Okay, text. 
we can uh, we can bring our own text into the game. This is called the text creator, and I can just write my own text. I think the character limit on any one of these is 256 characters. Um, but it's also all uh, whitelisted, so you have to be connected to the internet to use this toy. Because it's checking against some naughty filter. Um, but if you aren't connected to the internet, you can use this other toy, which is called the um, text. It's called the text displayer. I'm going to select my button first real quick. So I need a new connection. And the text displayer also shows text, but it's just all canned phrases, right? So it's all it's all already been whitelisted. Cool. Let's go with stop. And I want the phrase... Wait a minute. Okay, perfect. So now, if I hit uh, the button, I get wait a minute up on the screen. And we can change some of the ways those things are displayed. We've also introduced some more advanced, more sophisticated behaviors to our NPCs. So I can bring in Agent Coulson. Right here, he's kind of cool. And um, in the past, I could bring in any one of our sort of townspeople, and all they really were capable of was walking around. They would, they would, they kind of added some nice ambiance, but they didn't really do anything. And now I can select Agent Coulson. I can connect him to other toys, but he also has about a dozen behaviors he understands, like disapproving of things. <laughs> it's pretty. And so you'll see him true. over here, kind of shaking his head subtly at me. <laughs> um, it would be a thing that. To make him stop walking around so he's easier for me to demonstrate with. Cool. Um, but uh, not only can I edit him directly and sort of change his behavior, but I could have that connected to these other toys. So I could be like, okay, my pinball game, I won it. The the logical impulse of winning, I can connect to all of my people and have them all cheer or laugh or pass out or, or whatever I want. Nice. Um, when it comes to interactive storytelling, I can also uh, connect my text displaying toys and a whole host of other toys directly to the people in my world. So now he's now rigged up with the text displayer, and I can set the text displayer's property to, instead of showing this text on the top, we can say, no, 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 let's hook it up to the connected actor. And now, when I hit my button and Agent Coulson is sitting there, I'm going to get, wait a minute, over his head oh, that's cool. instead of in the interface. So <clears throat> new possibilities for storytelling and missions and quests and whatever, whatever else you want to set up. Our cameras have gotten considerably more sophisticated, too. In the past, we had side-scroll camera, top-down camera, and regular game camera, and that was it. And now we've added a couple more cameras. We have a, a, a angle camera where you can set the angle and do, like, three-quarters views and stuff. And this is the target camera, which you can just say, always point at this character, always point at this point in space or whatever. And we've got a bunch of kind of more polished production Features Like I can say, well, I, I want to cut between cameras, I want to fade between them, or I want to swing between them, whereas before it was only ever cuts. Um, is the camera a follow camera, or is it stationary, like a security camera type camera, a few other things, so that you can set up your own cinematics, your own game intros, your own um, machinima type videos. Mm. Okay. Oh, super above my head. Like, I get I get it, I just couldn't ever make anything well, decent okay. with it. But for the, for, but I mean, you've got an entire subculture of machinima and games, right? And you can just imagine with, with tools like this, how sophisticated they could really get with it, you know? Um, this is one that, um, Drew and I kind of discovered on this trip. It's called the Action Enforcer. I'm going to bring in another button really quickly just to kind of simplify showing this off. Or we'll use this trigger volume. Okay. Um, 
I can bring in trigger volumes that are resizable. I can I can make it tiny or massive. Um, but I can connect this trigger volume. We'll say when I enter it, anybody, I want it connected to the action enforcer, and I want it to do bloat. <laughs> I'll be on bloat, triggering player, which is great. And so now when I go in this volume, I just get bloated up as uh, Iron Man. You can use this to add kind of interesting effects to your games or your worlds or whatever. It works on everybody. Straight the alcohol problem that he was having. Yeah. Then, right. he got, then he got fit again. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, the Hulk is already fairly massive, but we can actually make him more massive. It's adorable. It actually affects their um, it affects their voice as well. So, like... Hang on. Come on, say something. Talk. Talk, Darnia. Well, one of the funniest examples is, um, where is Maleficent? So. Angelina Jolie will not be happy you're going to bloat her. She won't. Oh, creepy! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, she's kind of funny. It doesn't bloat her whole body, but. Just her head. Yeah. Oh, she's got her wings. Yeah, she's got wings. In the, uh, in the game. Yeah, those were, um, Kind of a mid-development addition to her. So, is there? Cause she, she's in the wrong playset. Is there a toy box that you guys will be making, kind of to almost replace the playset, or are you more looking towards the community to try to, you know, build something Maleficent-esque? A couple things. So, I don't know if we actually have a customization for Maleficent. I don't know if we if we did that. We may have. I, I really don't recall. But we do have these things. And these are called uh, toy box game discs. They're a little different from the other customization discs, and these bring fully featured, structured gameplay into the into the toy box. Oh, this nice. one's called Assault on Asgard, and we can play this. And um, they're pretty they're pretty reasonably rich experience. It's got ten levels. It's got about a dozen turrets that you eventually unlock. And as you play it, you unlock all the pieces that were used to build it. So you can bring those to your toy box, build your own uh, tower defense games as well. This other one here is called Escape from the Kiln, and it's kind of a Diablo-style dungeon crawler type game. Um, once you've beaten these, you also unlock um, these endless modes that are procedurally generated. So I, I can go play a tower defense game that's generated uh, differently every time, or a dungeon crawler that's generated differently every time. And those I can use my um, power discs to theme, um, so I can kind of customize them. Oh, PlayStation, that's right, this one requires a marble figure. There will be, um, we'll have some other ones as well that use different figures. Cool. Is that the whole Asgard, Maleficent's not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here we go. I'm in here. I can start on any one of these ten levels. We'll start this one. Spawn of something. I don't know. Probably something we can look forward to. boob. Yeah. That's close enough. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the theory is, is that the game here could theoretically be, be reassembled by a very ambitious player. I mean, the only things that are really kind of exceptions to that is that we did do some uh, narrator voiceover for, for them that you'd probably have a hard time duplicating in the game. 
Um, but otherwise, it just uses all the same underlying tech of timers and leaderboards and challenge creators. And boy, I've never had to take this long alone before. There we go. <laughs> and I'm assuming the idea is really just to boost replayability. Because I I did the play sets and I was awful on the toy boxes, so I kind of finished them and then didn't know much else to do. Yeah. So ultimately, yes, this is like one of the things we're trying to do to mitigate people like you who are like, you know, I, I, I can appreciate the creativity, but I, I have not, not neither the time nor the wherewithal. And um, please just give me structured stuff or give me a vibrant community that's going to give me good stuff. And, and we're trying to do both of those things. Cool. Um, so, yeah, full on um, tower defense gameplay. I don't know what else to say about it, um, but it gets really really hard eventually and you do unlock a lot of these toys that you're seeing so like once i once i beat this level these towers here that i'm using i get those for the uh, for the toy box and i can just start building my own um or i can just really hope that my community comes through for me with them. Nice. which will really probably happen because in infinity one the only way to share your stuff other than just play multiplayer with your friends was you had to submit it to disney as part of like a weekly event, and then Disney had to decide to publish it as part of one of their five toy boxes of the week. And we saw some pretty cool stuff come out of those. But it was still only five toy boxes a week. And so um, now, in Infinity 2, as long as somebody's on your Disney ID friends list, you can just share your stuff with them. So oh, as long as you're friends. So like even where you're like a media outlet or whatever, you could have, you know, be like, okay, everybody just friend us up on this Disney ID thing and you can play this thing we built nice. as part of a feature. Um, all right. So it's really trying to, you can't just make everything public because, you know, you can't really check it all. So is, yeah. is, there, is there any way to, are you looking at ways to kind of try to bring out more than the five a week without, you know, I know that's pretty labor intensive. But. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't honestly know what the plan is there because we, I mean, we do have a staff that's curating them now and we, and we have had some questions that I also know the answer to about like, well, what about platforms? Because the, the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One are so much different capability wise. You can build really crazy toy boxes on the Xbox One that wouldn't work on other platforms. And I don't know what we're going to do, but I know that we're really interested in expanding our community involvement and presence and so hopefully we're going to do stuff like that nice. um but yeah when in doubt you can still share with friends so you can you can publish all of your stuff and, and get some more notoriety and i think it actually is a pretty significant opportunity for any kind of media outlet because now you can be sharing things that are relevant to you um without necessarily having that disney buy off on them which if you were a media outlet would get really complicated really fast <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to keep? Do you want me to hold questions till later? No, 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 kind of, you fire them off. Is is that one of the only benefits to you know playing this on a, a current gen system? So like on the Xbox One and PS4, you know we're talking bigger range of yeah. of area in toy box, but you know anything else? Not really. I, I mean, mean, I mean the, the the PS4 particularly. I mean, like it's the, it's the only platform where it's available in true native 1080p. Yeah, you know this thing's better. I mean, and the frame rates are going to be better and. Um, it looks really, really nice, but there's no, uh, there's nothing really specifically remarkable about the next gen platform beyond just kind of performance related stuff. And in terms of, you know, like you get a, you build a toy box on this platform, you can get it on another platform. Is that yeah. maybe why some platforms that were, uh, sporting Disney 31 are no longer sporting too? I yeah. don't want to get too controversial or anything, but. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's why we're not doing the league. 
Unless it should get more controversial. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the, uh, this is an interior toy box. Um, new kind of toy box where rather than building terrain and exterior stuff, we're building rooms and customizing them. And I can make them look any number of ways. I can see people look at this and going, oh, this is all for girls because it's very classic Disney or very dollhouse. But at the same time, we can say, how about we make like a space station or superhero hideout or any of those things are possibilities here. We have dozens and dozens of customizations. You can change the floors and the ceilings and we have all these, um, I can even change the light fixtures. And um, I can also bring in uh, people and uh, decorations that I want. <clears throat> so we can put some, um, I can slap an Avengers logo on the wall. Or I can bring in kind of some classic Disney stuff. Here's Gaston's portrait from Beauty and the Beast. This is one I'm really rather fond of. It's really Beauty and the Beast stained glass oh, wow. window. Um, and those are just the wall hangings. We also have floor decorations. Here's a Tron the Arcade game. Nice. And one of your personal favorites, I, I recall? No question. No question. Here's the casket of ancient winters. Um, right next to my frog Thor statue. If you ever got into <laughs> that part of that comic book story. Um, and the, the townspeople and those many different behaviors they have, they'll play those out in the interiors. They'll go sit on my couch and they'll go admire my artwork and they'll play the Tron arcade machine. They'll even occasionally win. <laughs> Here's a really badly placed Maleficent couch. Um, yeah, I'm rather fond of that one. So I can use this space just to sort of show off my personality. Some of these objects, like the Tron arcade machine is one of these, you don't purchase that. It's it's granted to you as a result of like an achievement. So this is a place where I can sort of show my friends or whatever, look at all this stuff that I've accomplished and this cool stuff I got as a result. And then lastly, we do have access to all of the um, creativity toys in here too. So we can still build gameplay and challenges and whatever in here. I mean, we could put together a, a labyrinthian dungeon with all kinds of crazy um, puzzles and combat in the in this space as well. Racetrack in the house? No, well, we don't have racetrack pieces. Okay. And we don't like to drive the vehicles, mostly because we actually tried it, and, like, you just got hung up on too much stuff. You know, and you, you were making seven-point turns trying to get through doorways. So we're just like, now let's let's kill that. Although, although, if you bring any of the car's characters in here, we technically can't stop you. So, like, you can bring in ah. Lightning McQueen and play as Lightning McQueen, and you just, you then have to suffer <laughs> because you're a car. But it can be done. Um, I can build on more rooms onto my onto my house as well, kind of at will, as long as I can connect them to any of these open doorways, and you can kind of see where these connectors live. Nice. Um, and uh, I've seen I've seen homes that have you know twenty or more uh, rooms. That's gonna be in, in terms of trying to get an idea of how big of the space is twenty the kind of like nearing the limit, or do you just got bored after twenty? I think. Rooms? I think that the, the limit is really only um, the memory available in the system. So I could probably have, you know, 20 or more kind of relatively empty rooms or a couple super dense ones with tons yeah. of people and tons of stuff. Cool. I think that's more. So it's not really is. just the size. It's also, yeah, yeah that makes it's, sense. It, it, it's limited by the hardware, not by some arbitrary limit. Now, these, uh, these interior and exterior toy boxes can all be connected to each other through uh, special creativity toys that are new for Infinity 2 called doors um, and these doors we can place them kind of anywhere and this house is getting kind of crowded so I'm having trouble placing stuff but um, 
we have we have doors that go to uh, interior toy boxes and doors that go to ex- oh, oh, oh was that a, there we go got it and doors that go to exterior toy boxes and you can link any of them to any of them I can have a bunch of doors that go to a bunch of other interior toy boxes um, or exterior toy boxes um, let's see that just takes me right back where I am now that's the cruelest one of all wait I should yeah so we can have we can have multi-stage levels where you go from part one to part two to part three or here we give you a choice of four levels you can go into pick which one you want nice um, or if you just simply build your interior and it's too full of stuff and you run out of space you can put in one of those doors link it to another interior and just continue building so you can have bigger stuff I want to do like an MC Escher one with like upside down staircases and you can nice. the door. that would be awesome like end of labyrinth I couldn't do it but I would like to do it <laughs> but I couldn't do it. Suggestions to the community. Someone wrote it. Yes, please, someone please do. <laughs> right. Um, our community, our in-game community interface is also getting some improvements. I mean, uh, before it was simply a list of, um, by the way, here's Winter Soldier. It was a list. Hey. And then the, the most five recent <laughs> ones appeared at the top. And now they're going to be taggable and searchable and filterable by a number of different kind of dimensions and um, we'll have a lot more content on there and it'll be easier to kind of find what we're looking for. So those improvements are coming. We've still got power disc, let you customize stuff. Um, they're all upside down. <laughs> Give me a minute. Okay. Um, here's a World War Hulk. Has a customization. Oh cool. Yeah. Swap out the trees for Busted lamp posts and stuff. Every single one I got was uh, Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> really? My button in the back, more Wreck It Ralph. Like that candy's great, but come on, candy's <laughs> great. Candy is great. Lollies also are great, but you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they're not all Marvel. We do have some Disney. I, I have some in here somewhere. Um, where is my Where's my Lion King? Guardians. Now, when you you were saying before, if you bring in Lightning Queen, yes. Now this is maybe me being silly. I thought that was a Disney Infinity One statue, and I Which didn't is. think they worked. They Am I wrong? They work, but not the other way around. Two right. don't work in one. Okay, That's right. Yeah, I, I can't bring four into Infinity One. Um, but well, yeah, clearly he's Marvel. Come on, all of the all of the Infinity One power discs. Uh, statues, all of those things, all work in Infinity Two. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and the goal, like a stated goal of the purpose of Infinity, is to ensure that that remains true for as long as we possibly can. Awesome. So, um, and that's probably the biggest. Thing. That's one of the first things you probably pull out when people start going, "Oh, well, why we just had one? Why why is two here all of a sudden?" And yeah. Well, well they can't please everyone. You also have the skill trees um, now for all the one point of the characters. That's right. Oh, nice. That's been built in. Okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah. So you you, you have new things you can even upgrade on Mr. Incredible and stuff. So, yeah. So is, is that just extra tools you've built into two now, or is it, you know, like a change to the engine that's brought all this kind of stuff about? You know, like if we're, if we're talking about why isn't this just DLC or something, is that, uh, are those are the, the biggest reasons, I'd assume? Um, doing it not as DLC, I mean, partially simply because... The, the changes are pretty substantial from one to two, and it would be a pretty big download. Um, and the other thing is, is that there's actually a pretty good chunk of our market that isn't connected yet. And so, 
to kind of have to force them to be connected, I think would, would cause us some grief. And so we just, you know, we figured it was the best, this ultimately the best user experience across the board to just like, you put the game in, you put your stuff on there, and it just kind of works, and it doesn't require any thought or signing in or anything like that. Um, in the future, it's something I think we'll examine, especially as, I mean, the consoles now are, they, I mean, they essentially require you to be connected to the internet anyway. Um, I guess they don't technically do that anymore. It used uh, Xbox One did for a while. When, um, when the lab goes down, you can't log in. It's kind of useless anyway. So. Yeah. So, uh, but I think you'll, you'll find more and more people will connect their consoles more and more, and then it'll become something that's more kind of viable for us. It's something I hope we get to explore in the future. Cool. But like, and if, if you are going to do a sequel, like it's, yeah, it's two, 2.0, in skill trees and all of these extra tools, you know, it's not just one with new characters. That's so, right. You know, yeah, we've, we've we've added some entirely new. I mean, web swinging, just entirely new system. Um, we even we we have made some optimizations to the engine in the last year as well. So even on the Xbox 360, you can build a crazier toy box in two than you could in one, just because we've we've smoothed a few things out that nice. um, that weren't weren't as smooth. Um, right. Sorry. So, no, that's fine. Please, please keep firing them off as they as they occur to you. I'm just trying to make sure I haven't sort of missed anything big and significant. I don't think I have. But I'm just gonna drop a few builders down because they're hilarious. Uh, and I also don't actually particularly love building out my toy box a piece at a time. I like kind of lazy that way. No, yeah. as, as we've discussed, I'm right there with you. Uh, the templates we sh- we looked at the pinball one earlier. I must have gone the wrong direction on the ribbon. Okay. Um, we looked at pinball earlier. We've got uh, dozens of these. One of our um, world builder dudes at the office is like a huge Super Smash Brothers fan, and so he put together. Yeah, and so he that looks, looks awesome. Yeah, it's not even built yet. It looks cool. <laughs> Here it comes. Um, so I uh, have a group. Pick the slowest guardian of the galaxy. I could drop in a vehicle real quick and just drive him over there. <laughs> I've got options. <laughs> Here we go. Um, but again, and and these these templates they do include um, like help text that kind of tells you what they're doing and how they're doing it to sort of kind of help you through how to, to learn how to do what we've done here. Nice. But yeah, now granted, this is going to be admittedly a little anticlimactic with just one character as opposed to four required. Um, but it shows off a little bit of camera functionality, so you can see, well, here's some of our cameras, now we cut to a side view camera, and, um, we have a uh, oh, collision that you can set up that kind of prevents me from just diving off this cliff to my death, um, and I've got my timer, and I've got my scorekeeper, and if there was a dude standing here, I'd be rocking his face right now, uh, um, and I've got pickups, even, here's like my, uh, Got the invisibility yeah, pickup. Yeah. Got the invisibility pickup and make myself invisible and um, just go ruin somebody's day. So, again, new kinds of gameplay you can introduce, and we're, we're trying to help players kind of understand what some of those possibilities are because, um, well, you and I, it can be just kind of daunting. Yeah. You know, there's it's so much functionality, and, you know, we're not necessarily software engineers or. Um, We've got tools to kind of help the community along. This is the long and short of it. Yeah, any aspect, any aspect of the UI can be customized using the the tools involved. We can 
we can say, well, we're not going to turn the ribbon off, we're not going to turn the editor off, but we're going to control what appears in it. So nice. you only have these five or six toys, and we're going to play some game where you build those five or six toys. Um, no, but that that's awesome, because you, you go from someone who'd have to be advanced to, to make something, or someone who is useless, and I'll keep putting my hand up for that. But you're not limiting the talented people, but you're also not holding back the people that are a little bit less creative. Yeah, we're just we're trying to broaden who can use this stuff. I mean, that was that was a big push for us. Um, see if I missed any other kind of super significant toys uh, that I'm not thinking of. Uh, I mean, you know, we uh, we hired a couple of the guys from the community who worked for us full time and just submitted a bunch of toy boxes that were pretty good, and they came in. And they were the ones who would be like, you know, there was this time when I was trying to make this kind of game, and I really just needed a toy that kind of did this thing, and we didn't have it. And so now we have a lot of that stuff that they've that they've asked for. Um, nice. A lot of what we're seeing now has come from from those guys and from other community, other people in the community that are just you know, kind of communicating this stuff. Um, Couple examples, or I know it's hard off the top of your head. Um, oh, like uh, this one. Or? Well, like the. Um, the one that lets me lock out the wand and lock out the like that was one that came from them when they're like you know we we want we want something that's enforceable. <laughs> they didn't have friends that would be gentlemen's That would be soul crushing. That would be awful. <laughs> and we all have that friend that like intentionally just tries to be a dick. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 what, what if we just oh, but this thing doesn't work. It's all yeah. So if you're playing with people that you didn't know so well. They'd all abide by your rules. If you're playing with friends, they will do their best to break. It's like the, that's the role of a friend. Well, and, and before, the only way to play was either with your friends who were going to break everything or by getting Disney to make you one of the top five on Earth that week. Um, which, you know, I mean, I, I want to encourage people to submit stuff to the top five, but still, I mean, it is five. Your chances are five out of X. How many is. submissions, roughly, a week? Um, I, I know that it was far more than our curators could ever get through. So, so the were, odds of being in the, in the five are yeah. not very good. I mean, you could be submitting something that was really good that just didn't happen to get looked didn't at. Didn't get any traction, know. yeah. So, um, and they have kind of an algorithm for filtering down. Like, it was based on, like, part count and if they'd submitted before and stuff like that to sort of try to um, ensure we were getting to the good stuff. Nice. But now, with, with the ability to kind of share with anybody... Um, all of this, all these tools kind of became that much more uh, more important. Now there was there was um, a conference. I should know more about this. I'm really really sorry. Um, the Toy Box Summit. Yes. Yeah, it's next, next week. week. Oh, okay. So we haven't seen we haven't seen the products of that yet. Not yet. No, it'll be next weekend. Go. Cool. Um, yeah. So I I for one intrigued to see how that goes. We've got like 20, 20 kind of top community people that are going and a bunch of media um, should be should be quite a deal. It's just there on the tail end of uh, Gamescom. Yeah. Uh, we have some fun new vehicles. Um, we've got the uh, the mini helicarrier that Tinkerbell is uh, is controlling. We have vehicles that um Grab Lola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lola's a power disc. Is there a Hydra skin for that mini helicarrier? I wish. No, that would be that awesome. Just, that one is the way it is. Oh, um, fair enough. Well, some of our vehicles are capable of uh, transforming now. We can. We have Lola, who is the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. car. She seems oddly, like, perfect for being in an old classic. I mean, she does. her films came right. out of the same era as, a, as the 50s Corvette. <laughs> and then by hitting the triangle, I now convert it into a flying car. That is right. awesome. 
So uh, that's very, very new for Infinity 2. We also have um, multi-person vehicles. So this is the uh, the Darkwing Duck Rat Catcher. And uh, you'll notice it has a sidecar. And so I can drive this thing, and my buddy can ride in the sidecar and uh, shoot shoot a gun or, or whatever. Yeah. Rocket Raccoon! So now I can drive, and he can still shoot his gun. And we can use we can use the sweet inherent built-in boost of the rat catcher, oh, the cell shaded smoke. All of my childhood is coming back to me right now. <laughs> well, there's the grappling gun too. You got that? What? Yeah, there's a paradise for his grappling gun. that just gives it to both of us. Um, I had it early. Ah. So now I've got oh, the man. grappling gun. Come on, grapple, grapple like you mean it. This is fantastic. Um, so yeah, there there has been a significant lobby internally for a Darkwing Duck character, which obviously has not happened yet. But there have been some concessions to try to. If get we those figure out the gadgets, it'll come. <laughs> how how does how does the character? In, in what am I trying to say? How do you pick the characters? Do you get do you get a choice? Does Disney tell you who's on tap? Is it more like you know the Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out? You need to. So, on one hand, it's, there, there are certain characters we do because we're supporting, we're supporting a, a marketing effort. And Maleficent is a great example, right? We gotta yeah. do a Maleficent film, let's do Maleficent. Second group. Yeah. So, um, at the same time, we wouldn't do them if we didn't think we could make good game plans. Yeah. Right? But Maleficent could fly and she has magical spells and we figured we'd make that one. And we did. She's actually really awesome. Um, this is kind of awesome. Groot and Rocka. So <laughs> I Rock, pick him up. You can pick me up. It's ridiculous. But unique to just these two characters. Nobody else acts this way. Um, Groot can pick up Rocket and put him on his shoulder. And then so he you've can seen still the shoot trailer. From there. You haven't seen the film yet. Just, yeah. I, yeah. So, um, we, some, sometimes, the edict comes down, this is one of those characters you're going to do. Yeah. And frequently have ones we can't do, and we, we frequently can't do them because of licensing agreements and other stuff to kind of prevent that. Um, but then a lot of the time it's we kind of throw in what we want and a bunch of people kind of fight back and forth about what seems to make sense, and we figure out what the playsets are going to be kind of based on like a good variety of gameplay. And, yeah. Um, but everybody has their favorites, and everybody lobbies for stuff. Like, I've been lobbying for Tron since we decided Infinity was going to be a thing. Now, clearly I don't have that much sway because it hasn't happened yet. But, like, Darkwing Duck is another one of these that, like, there are some people that, that they won't leave it alone. And it hasn't happened yet. The but, song is in my head right now. It's like the theme song is just <laughs> flying through my head. Sorry. But, I mean, I work with a bunch of raging... Geeks who are Disney fans, right? So you can imagine the stuff that, that comes up. We got plenty of people that know everything there is to know about the Marvel Universe. Plenty of people that like the only family vacation they take is Disneyland, right? Well, and last year, you know, I'm just like all the I'm, none of the questions I'm asking now are, are original by any means. I get okay, that. Fine. Well, it's true. Oh, how do you pick which characters to be in? Um, is, is Aladdin be there? <laughs> but it's true. Like all these questions, are, you probably get asked a million. I'm, I'm saying this now and I forget what my question is. Yeah, Aladdin is, Aladdin is totally coming. So is is there any and possibility of 
putting a vote to the community or something or trying to. And Disney can always say, no, that's not going to happen. Just licensing doesn't work. But is that maybe going to be part of the process? I'm sure that's probably one of the biggest things that fans want out of this game. Like, I want to dictate who gets to go in. I want this. I want that. I know, I mean, I know that we've looked at forums and community feedback for, for characters in this game. Like, one of the, uh, uh, Stitch is a result of that, at least in part. I mean, we, our marketing dudes are also pretty quick to let us know that Stitch also sells like crazy, particularly in certain regions of the world. Japan. And that it was, uh huh. <laughs> that it was, it was maybe worth a look. Worth a look. Um, but in or terms of like, it in my hand I, now, I, want I, to I would really like to see where it's like, oh yes. We're gonna we're gonna run a poll, and you know we sort of pre-cleared anything in this poll for making a character out of it. Let's let the community pick one. I'd like to see it. That may be in the plans. It's not really. I mostly get the game done as opposed to determine how to sell it. Yeah. So um, <coughs> I don't know if they'd even get a clear winner in a, like a fan vote if you if you open it up. And you know this is what our where I was going before. Mm-hmm. People ask you all these questions. You know who who do you want to see in this game? And last year you might have said, oh, you know like. We have Marvel now. It'd be really cool if we could put Marvel in. Yeah. You know, that that turns into, oh, we've got Star Wars now. Maybe we can put Star Wars in. Now, what happens when you get guys like me in a, in a situation like that, we try to come up with um, something really, really obscure that proves how good of a fan we are, right? Nice. So, um, and, and th- mine, mine is totally sincere. One of the ones I do want to see that I think would be a great character is uh, Robin Hood, the Disney Fox Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Because we, I mean, we've done Hawkeye and we've done Merida, so like the groundwork for the mechanics is already kind of there, so he'd be pretty straightforward to do. But, um, I mean, that's a little little out there into geekdom, but like I, I've had people at work say, oh, dude, we need to make Condor Man a character. And like Condor Man was this terrible early 80s film that no one ever really liked that much. And nobody under thirty has ever heard of, and uh, I think it's I think it's one that people bring up so they can prove that they know weird bits of. Disney. I went to Wikipedia and I looked up Disney and I found Condor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and you don't have to sell this game, but who's going to buy a Condor Man figure above a stitch? Well, and, and, and not that you need to worry about those kind of things, but but it, but that's a very does. reasonable. I mean that that is definitely part of how I make the decisions. We do want to do things that are popular enough to make commercial sense. I mean that's that's a reality of, of being in the games business. Um, but we do have hallmarks to the little obscure stuff, you know. Like we do have. Um, I mean, in the first game, we actually did have a combo man glide pack that you can use on other characters. And again, where's Nova? We I stole him when you weren't looking because he is my favorite. All right, whatever. I should find character. Let me take it. Oh, good. I don't even have to, like, try to give it back. Oh, there we go. But, um, yeah, these builders, man, you, you give them enough space and you leave them alone for a little while. This was all flat terrain a minute ago. <laughs> we got the Aladdin, the Aladdin builder going. He's still got room to go. The only people with guns are the raccoon. That's a grapple gun. But yeah, it still counts. Yeah. Dude, that was so freaking cool, too. He's all blue. And blue. Bring in, come on, you know you want to bring in some enemies and do his... Giant power. I've gotta um gotta build my special move up first. John John's gonna fave. I do. I Nova. Uh, really, I Leo got Nova and I got Hulk. No, Shane got Nova and I got Hulk. And Leo was on this like binge at E three of like I got this cool What's bar this? set from Wargame. He's like, Oh can I have that? Like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> and Shane got Nova and I got Hulk and I'm like, Shane, I will trade you. And before I had a chance to say that, Leo went, Oh, can I have that? <laughs> oh, damn you! 
purple sparks. Yeah. Wait. Over there. There's some purple sparks. That should be enough, actually. Yes. Okay, let's build some more bad guys real quick. Let's drop a. Uh, you want to drop a rocket out? Uh, uh, boom! Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! Right? That's I'm pretty cool. I'm making Leo give me Nova. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's his special move. I think is my favorite special move, even that's though awesome. Venom's Venom's is is pretty cool. But no, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, and cool. he can fly. He also his effects give off light. So like if if you play in like a, a dark area of the world or whatever, you look at all this blue reflection off of walls and everything. He's uh he's really neat. And he's in the Spider-Man playset, and fully half the Spider-Man playset takes place in a freaking sewer. And so you get that blue light effect all. <laughs> Let's over make it dark. Why? Because <laughs> because no, but that's why. So with costumes, yes. Captain America has costumes that are disc based. Yeah. But you guys haven't ruled out making a Winter Soldier version statue as well. I would like. Or like to. Thor's a better example. Let's let's use Thor. Okay. She, you know, she Thor, he he Thor, and they Thor by the sea. Thor fell. Until that Thor. one, like the she Thor thing, would definitely be a candidate for a new statue. The costumes we only do them when they fit on the exactly on the same model, right? So literally just a reskin. It's yeah, they are they are a reskin, which is why um. I mean, honestly, we have fears that, like, if we had made Spider Black Spider Man the figure, we were like, "Geez, are, are fans going to think it's high enough value to pay money for the, kind of the reskin?" Yeah, and I, I think, I it's think still the answer would be yes because they want a thing on their on their bookshelf. I don't, I don't think we have the definitive answer. Like, I think, I think there's part of us that's very much like, "Well, maybe," but for now, we're going to try the disc thing. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, we did ones that were were, were straight up reskins, mm-hmm. but. Um, I but that's know. only a disc and not like a, a, that's, see that, that to me is like, oh, that's the better argument is, you know, people going, oh, you know, you didn't make, need to make two. It's, you know, it's the same game, but it's with Marvel. Well, yeah, but we're not just trying to take your money. Tell about the skill tree. Now this is the, the cheaty McCheaterton one that I as a developer have where I just unlocked friggin' everything. Nice. Um, normally you will not have enough, like level 20 is the, the cap, the low cap. And you will not have enough points to get everything in here. So you do have some tough decisions to make about kind of which way you want to build your character. Do you want I'll to go after? Ask you which I should use. Basically. I don't. I don't have a tough decision. I'll make you tell me. Okay, yeah, sweet. So okay. see all these ones with these stars on them. Yeah, these little gold stars. Okay. Always get those <laughs> because these are actually additional or different moves in the game. Like this is his special move, that friggin' Nova Core thing okay. that you saw. Directly to ask. Awesome. Okay, got it. Mental note. Uh, anything with a race. Yeah. Whereas, whereas this one, oh yeah, but I don't want, I don't want that one. I want the oh, cool one. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah. Whereas this is like, this is good. It's a range damage upgrade, but it, you know, you don't get, you don't get a holding move. It's just some numbers behind the scenes that make you better. Um, one point each, or um, no, they all have different costs. Yeah, and you get an allotment of points every time you level up. Okay, so yeah, so you can kind of, you can kind of specialize. You can do sort of general stuff. Like I said, pick the ones with the gold stars. Um, and there are some dependencies in there, so you have to get certain skills first before you can get later ones and things like that. Um, you can reset your skills twice. There are, cool. there are two points where we give you sort of like a free respec. Nice. Otherwise, you have to reset the character back to level one and level them up again. Now, this is kind of harsh. I should know this too, but there's so many kind of figure things going on now. I'm getting a 
bit confused, I'll admit. Is that Nova, nothing saved, like on a, it's not like Amiibo with Nintendo, nothing saved against that figure is on your game saving in the game? Um, or, you know what I mean? Like, how do you know where your skill tree is? It's mostly, it's mostly tied to your profile. So like there are certain there are certain elements on the figure itself that we can actually like read and write. They're like there's there's memory on there. Yeah. But like I can um I can take Nova, I can level him to twenty, I can spec him a certain way, and then I can hand him to you. And if you use him on your profile, it'll go, Oh, you're using him on a new profile, now he's level one again. But then I could come over to your house and sign into my profile and put him down and go, Oh wait, no, this is your Nova, now we remember this is what your set yeah. was. Cool. Awesome. Totally. Yeah. So what kind of things do you write to? Jeez, on, on Infinity 1 we saved economy to them. Um, I don't know if we're still doing that or not. I think we are still. And we also <laughs> we also save if they've ever been written to before or not, so we know if anyone if anyone else owns them. Um, so if I stole your Nova, or your Nova, I'd get... Well, you can just share that. Yeah, yeah, but there's, there's, but you you know that I yeah, did you borrow it. Oh yeah. yeah, I could say I borrowed it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, clever. Um, otherwise, I don't know specifically. I don't really talk about a lot of stuff. Um, but I don't know. Like I know we um we did a promo thing in Infinity One where you could take your figures to the park. And there was like a kiosk you could put them on that would automatically max out their level. Oh nice! And they were conveniently selling figures right there as well. Ah, so you could buy a brand new figure and then boom, nice power them up. Everything I just said about being nice and not selling things that's. It's gone now. <laughs> that would be yeah. really cool to do. That sounds like an EB Games thing. But I don't. I like don't the Pokemon, know. come get your special shiny one. Come get your level twenty. Yeah. Level twenty. Free, free, free max out. So we we could theoretically do like we have the ability to do things like that. I don't know if we're doing them or planning on doing yeah. them, but that's some of the things <laughs> that we can do. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But they have like I can't remember how much memories on there. It's like. It's measured in bytes. It's something freaking tiny um, on those on those things. But yeah. this is just like one big nostalgia machine. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of that. So Tron is what you we would want in Infinity. If we have to narrow it down, yeah, to a Marvel franchise. Oh, interesting. Oh. And we already got Venom in there, which is kind of my big one. Mm-hmm. Spider Man's big. Iron Man's big. Um, I don't know. Do I? Is this where? I mean, I think we have some complicated freaking licensing agreements to prevent this from being possible for like another 50 years, but from I think we have an obvious X-Men related hole in our Marvel lineup. Is that because you don't own the movie rights? I, I, I don't, I, like, I it, do not understand the legalese that well, but like, um. Oh, but you have Spider-Man's in there. I know we had, I know, I, I so know it can't that, be that simple. it had sort of been brought up. It's possible they're simply saving it for some other Thing or I don't know, but um, we haven't done it yet. And uh, I was a big X Men fan as a kid. I could I could see a Gambit figure being pretty cool. Nice. I could see where licensing would get really confusing, just like with that kind of stuff. Like and and um like what? I think you're stuck on it. Like Quicksilver. And if we're thinking yeah, movie Quicksilver, Quicksilver there's two of them right now because it can be both. Right. But yeah. Uh, so it's not oy. so it's not just all Marvel stuff as Marvel is it is it easier to talk about licensing stuff with Marvel than it is just 
general Disney. Like, I don't, I don't want to get into too much of it. No, but. I mean, I mean, it's that, that's for the attorneys. But it, it sounds like, just in general, the Marvel stuff is amongst the most complicated licenses, <laughs> like of everything that we, like everything Disney has their hands in. So, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out, and and I myself am not close enough to kind of the legalese of it. I mean, would you want to be from the sound of it? Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I come from a family of attorneys, and there's a reason I'm not one. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, in, in terms of sort of like our big our big checklist of, is it popular, is it either current or classic, and does it make for great gameplay, I mean, Wolverine would be a slam dunk, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? So... There's, I think there's, I think there's other machinations at work there that are kind of preventing that because otherwise, I mean, shoot, just have to be filming everything. I, I don't know. And it, it sounds like two is easier to kind of just if you wanted Wolverine. Um, he's a great example because he's kind of just running slashy, but um, it seemed like and I think you alluded to it before. Like a lot of the characters were kind of just you know they looked different, but they're pretty much just the same character. No, like, take, yeah. From from yeah, I'm being yeah, really true. simple here. That, I'm not fair. trying to insult her. It's from, really fair. From the from the base, they were all fairly similar. And like, and one of the things that you guys did with too is made sure they all had unique, you know, skill set, skill trees, skill sets, moves. So it seems like if you have a character that's you know way off base and has no kind of you know Robin Hood and Hawkeye and stuff like that's similar. But if you have someone who's so different. It's not going to be so much of a challenge to kind of incorporate into two. Yeah, I mean, I think that we're I think we're up for. The guys that bring in the new stuff, if it's really high value, I mean, web swinging, um, not the simplest mechanic to do well, right? It's been done badly before, and we wanted to make darn sure that we weren't one of those that did, and a lot of work went into making sure that it was good. And control lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just, just in terms of control and feel and, um, and transitions, too. So, like, going from web swinging to landing on a building and being able to crawl up the building and all that stuff we spent a lot of time on, and it affects two characters out of the over 20 superheroes we have, right? We're okay with one-off. Mind you, it's so mm-hmm. awesome. Well, yeah. But it's got to be that awesome, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. And, and there are other characters that would have weird mechanics that would be awesome, too. So what are you liking it to? Like, Spider-Man 2? Like, Web Swimming? That's like, oh, is that everyone's geez. favorite, like... This must be like people get debate for hours. Like, oh well, then Spider-Man Two is my favorite Did you swing yourself? I can't remember what it was like in Spider-Man Two, I actually, but I think it was my favorite. I mean, my favorite, my favorite here, my favorite Spider-Man game was um, which Spider-Man game was the one that had Noir Spider-Man in it? It was like the Spider-Man. Oh, that was oh. good. Shattered, not shattered. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, was Edge of Time or Shattered Dimensions? Yeah, no, Shattered Dimensions. Shattered Dimensions, right? So um, jumping, I'm not swinging. So I'm, just hold A. There we go. That's hey. it. And then hey. when you let go, of, yep, let go of the pinnacle, and then you can swing again. <gasps> so I maybe, I maybe, I don't know if I really recall specifically how good or not good the um, the web swinging was in Shattered Dimensions, but I remember it was it was good mm-hmm. enough that it didn't bother me. Plus, the rest of that game was freaking awesome. That was <laughs> one of my favorite. Shadow Dimensions was probably my favorite Spider-Man game. Yeah. So if you hold A, that starts you swinging, yep. Yeah. And just A again once you let go. Oh, let go. Don't just hold it like an idiot. Yeah. I got it. So it's that. Sorry, I don't know why that was so hard for me to understand. <laughs> um, but I guess that's also a, a big consideration as well. You got to take, you know, so like you now Spider-Man's, you know, web swinging in the latest Activision game. He's... Each arm is a different 
swing now, but like you gotta consider the audience for this game as well. So that too. That would have been. Right. Well, and who wants it to be complicated? Like you want to be. Well, I'm struggling right now, anyway. So there you go. I mean, there there is a certain amount of importance to having depth to something, right? I mean, even our combat. Whoa, those trees! It's yeah, the trees. Climbing in the trees. Get away from the trees. Go somewhere else. Well, you got you got such a tight space there. The camera's gonna freak. Um, so, I mean, I can appreciate a certain amount of depth. I mean, our combat has all kinds of different... Like, you get get Spidey safely back on the ground for a sec. So, like, just mash on triangle for a second. Just mash on it. That's, like, his various combo, Ooh. right? Super straightforward. You can do all kinds of damage by doing... Like, by being a six-year-old mashing on a button. But, like, press and hold on triangle. And then let go. You know, like, we have other more sophisticated moves that allow you to kind of set up these combos... So the game's accessible, and at the same time, if you want something a little deeper, we've tried to build that into our combat. Nice. You know. Um, just hit the hit R1. That's his Sorry. special move. Yeah. This is plenty of plenty of depth. He also he's also one of the characters that gets repel, which is where um, you'll see like when he gets surrounded by enemies, you'll see his um, spidey sense go off. Nice. And if you hit block right when his spidey sense goes off, then he then he knocks everybody back. Nice. Right? So other kind of more advanced. Combat maneuvers, and the design is—they all look so good. All the figures look yeah. so good. They're so stylized. Yeah, yeah, we we managed to somehow unify. I was gonna say that would be a them. massive undertaking. It is. Um, our character team is very devoted and, and does a lot of rework sometimes. I just can't seem to quite nail things down. If, um, who who would have been the hardest to to kind of get in in this? It's I know it's kind of just opinion at this point, but no. But I mean, like some of our characters have gone over revision after revision after revision. Like Iron Man was one of the first characters we did, and so I think that was kind of where they struggled to figure out how they were going to kind of fit these guys into that Infinity style. Like, what did that what did that mean proportionally and things? It's just got a lot of work done on them over and over and over again. Um, Groot, no, Groot was really straightforward. I know Spider-Man, like, the, I know the, um, Spider-Man's model, they nailed down really fast, but the pose the poses, yeah. for him was like, he went through so many. My, I was looking for an upside-down pose, but they just, there was no You can tell, way to do even it. from there, um, the like at the start, they've got that kind of pose, then they move to that in the art, and then they've moved to... I like kind of like that one. That's like, <laughs> that's Spider-Man. That, that thing is yeah, Spider-Man. Totally Sorry. Right. It's fun. great. But you've, good, you've done it wrong. Well, we it's great though. We also, <laughs> nice. We had poses of him like on like the edge of something like this, you know, where he's kind of all crouched. Oh, down, with his knees up. Yeah. With his knees all up. You've got to have points of contact too. So. I don't mean to speak out of turn. And I don't know if this is intentional or not. Oh, and I don't know if you know if it's intentional or not. I love it. Go ahead. They remind me of, um, like it's, it's like this, the chest, Square kind of chest that remind me of um like the the nineties Batman animated cartoon oh, yeah, like that yeah. really that really distinctive like square jawed Batman yeah. like it, and I know it obviously completely separate from DC but it's like a nice little homage and it's Dude, they're really good looking it's still the best piece of Batman fiction in existence as far as I'm concerned non non comic book like no I, I get you that was that was Batman animated series I still just adore. Um, no, not intentionally. <laughs> um, <laughs> Especially if lawyers are listening. I'll bet the, um, no, seriously, I'll bet our, I'll bet our head of our character department has never seen Batman in the series. But, um, yeah. 
But it's good. Like, that's just adds to the, un, unintentional. And I guess that's, it, that's what it's saying to me. But that's just more nostalgia. And I think that's, yeah. that's almost Disney to a T for most people on this planet, which is a really good thing. I think, I mean, the goal was a couple of things. One was we do, we did want them to look like toys. We did not want them to look like, um, I mean, like Hulk has these obvious seams on his arms, like an action figure would have. And, all that's very, very carefully thought out and intentional. And then the other was, we did want them to have a style that was unique to themselves, so that you knew that everything in here was part of a set, and they weren't specifically tied to any other property exactly. I mean, our Spider-Man figures are heavily inspired by the Ultimate Spider-Man TV series, but they aren't strictly taken from that. The Avengers figures are heavily inspired by the Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Um... But also not strictly taken from that. So, it's like we take these kind of major inspirations that riff on them to kind of give them this other style. Um, and yeah, our, our sculptors do fantastic work. I um, Did you ever see the picture of me as Jay, of Jay and Silent Bob? Yes. So the guy that's Silent Bob, he's one of the sculptors at work. Oh, nice. It's like he sculpted um, Sorcerer Mickey from Infinity One. That was oh. his work. Um, he's just a fantastic artist. That would be yeah. insane. Just to be able to do that and have people... that. Oh, I can't even, like, contemplate that. Yeah. That's yeah. And Shane Olson. He's, he's just a sculpting genius. Yeah, like, um, are you familiar with digitaltutors.com? No, I'm sorry. O- online education on digital art, right? How to do everything from video production to sculpting to sketching and whatever. And he has a bunch of videos up there that they hired him to put up. Nice. Just really, really talented guy. I keep looking at that other spider. Well, and not that I'm saying you need to, but if you ever decide you need to make a black Spider-Man actual figurine, you have you have your pose with the yeah with you. That's awesome. How many people do you figure just buy the figurines and barely play? I don't do you have like, do you have focus groups or anything for that kind of like metric, or is that more like the sales side of things? Or I'm sure the sales guys could probably tell you that. Um, but I have I have met people that have told me that they've done it. That are just like that you can like I don't you know I don't really do box, games, but, like, um, but that I've collected these figures. So I've met people that have said that, like on airplanes and stuff. Like, oh no way, Infinity. Or um, I met a parent that was like, I've actually bought these just for my kids to play with, like just because they're like a high quality toy, they're really good looking, and um, they seem to be reasonably tough. Hulk's got so, some weight to him. Yeah. Like he's a, I'm sure Venom's probably just yeah, about Venom the same. Does, Venom does too. Yeah, he's not quite as big. No, Hulk's, Hulk's by by far heavier. Hulk is the Hulk. That's awesome. So um, yeah, I don't think we have a figure. Would really right. I mean, maybe Wreck It Ralph from Infinity One. Yeah, actually, Wreck the Ralph three of those side by side. That's a wrecking crew. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the rest of them together in terms of plastic. <laughs> you know, put it next to freaking. So some way little, little danger. Yeah. <laughs> so what's what is the most rewarding aspect of what you do? Can is it easy to nail down or is it it's tough? Um, for me, honestly, the the most rewarding aspect for me is is taking these really talented people and just figuring out ways to organize a team so that they can do things that they love and that they can do things to give them opportunities to grow. So um, I mean, my my big passions are. Um, Process engineering, uh, culture, like, um, culture change and culture shift in organizations. All of kind of this abstracted business management stuff. I have two business management degrees. I'm not an artist. I'm not really much of a programmer. Um, and I do just enjoy surrounding myself with talented people. 
I mean, I work with programmers that are brilliant and artists that sculpt Mickey and, you know, all these people that are just this amazing fountain of talent. And it's just, it's fun to be around. So how did you, so always the business side of things or how did you, how did you get into this? QA. Oh, <laughs> like literally <laughs> from the ground up. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, I was an undergrad in college and, um. Where? I mean, like which university do you talk about? Where we keep, sorry. That, that is also very important. Sorry. I, I've always been at Avalanche. I've never not been at Avalanche. Oh, really? I was there before they were Disney. Like, oh, okay. Disney, Disney acquired the company a couple of years after I started. I've been there for 10 years. So that's a good thing I didn't say. What was the worst game you had to test? Because that was probably not a good thing. Oh, I can, I can. Oh, you still want to answer it? I can answer it anyway. The worst, <laughs> the worst game, the worst game I had to test, um, that would have been, uh, well, it probably would have been Chicken Little, I think. Because Chick- Chicken Little was fantastically <laughs> interesting. But I was in test, and, and honestly, testing is a heinous job. Like, I, every once in a while, I'll still go down to our testing department and just say hi to everybody, and occasionally I'll bring in donuts, because being a tester sucks. How's it for your pain? <laughs> it's just like, you know, and, and it's thankless, and everybody thinks you're ridiculous, and it's like, I mean, it's just... It doesn't have much of an upside, but I managed to claw myself out of my way out of there into design. Because uh, I, I kind of just told some people, I was like, you know, I really want to go to QA, and what do you need? And they're like, I'm oh, designers, you always need a good designer. I'm like, I can design, I've played video games before, you know. <laughs> Turns out design works actually really hard and requires a skill set that I don't really have. Well, just like someone designed the best Spider-Man yeah. pose and someone decided to go against it. So, <laughs> so after a couple of projects of design work where I was... Not that useful. They're like, look, that isn't really working for us. What do you really want to do? And I'm like, oh, I just barely graduated from university with a business management degree. They're like, great. We can, we can make it, we can make a production management guy out of you. And I'm like, I'll give that a try. And that's kind of where I've been ever since. So yeah. Um, and I, I do, I do enjoy it. I mean, the, the, the teams I get to work with are cool. Some of the problems I have to solve are kind of interesting. And, you know, I like being a cheerleader. And, and, you know, giving people avenues to kind of pursue things that they want to learn and passionate about, stuff like that. And working with, like, your childhood heroes. Like, li- quite literally this time around. Not that they weren't heroes, it did, like, Disney are, they're heroes too, but these, these guys are heroes. It's part of the name. Did you meet? Oh, dreadlock Shane. Big, yeah, big. I Shane. He's Shane the sound Ball. engineer. Yes, very good. Yeah, he. Uh, We're friends on Facebook too. It's, but we weren't until we actually met in person. It wasn't. <laughs> why did we become friends on Facebook? It was. I, I think it was one of these deals where literally. So I was. I was friends with Leo and friends with a few of the other kind of. Relevant Aussies in town, and then like you and I were mutual friends. It's like you guys have fourteen mutual friends, and I was like, oh, okay. Well. I think just kept talking about you and said you were cool. I want to be friends with Were you part of the? I was like stalking you, I guess maybe. Facebook stalking. Take that as a good thing. Though. Well, of course. 